life I deserve. Sharing creative ideas, inspirational stories, and fresh perspectives that will empower you to live your life to the fullest. Hi, I'm Jack Canfield, and you're listening to The Life I Deserve by my good friend, Adrian McMillan. Hello, this is Adrian McMillan with The Goal Show, brought to you by The Life I Deserve. I am honored to have today as a guest, Franz Philippe Schibel. He is a growth catalyst, serial entrepreneur, speaker, and author of the book, Power Start. How to kick off your day and energize your life. Welcome, Franz. Hi, Adrian. Thanks for having me on the show. It's great to have you here. So, yeah, we met at uh, Breakthrough to Success a couple of years ago. And I have to say that you impressed me. I don't know if I actually met you before we had the uh, Come As You'll Be party. Yeah, right. But I I remember speaking to you at the Come As You'll Be party, and I was impressed by your drive, your determination, and your vision five years into the future. Your goal was to already have that book written and to have, I think, like a million copies sold. And you inspired me to set bigger goals. I just wanted to say that right off the bat. Oh, good. Thanks a lot. Been an inspiration to me. I would love for my audience to get to know a little bit about you and mm-hmm. what motivates you. So please feel free to give us a little All more. All right. Uh, thanks again for having me here. Yes, it was uh, a great experience that uh, PDS uh, back in 2016, uh, almost two years ago now. Uh, so first of all, a little bit about me. Uh, I'm 45 years old, married, have two lovely kids. Um, I'm based in Berlin in Germany. And um, I'm an entrepreneur. I run two different companies. I am a growth catalyst. Um, You're probably interested to know what that is. I'll tell you later. Keep the suspense. (laughs) Um, As I said, I'm an entrepreneur. I I run a fund management company. I run an online roofer uh, here in Germany, the first kind of its uh, or the first of its kind in the world. And um, basically, what I came up with, I by heart, I'm a real entrepreneur and entrepreneurially minded. And many people ask me sort of to bring that forward and teach them. And they ask me questions and I answer them. And they said, oh, I'm so inspired by you and you teach that well. Why didn't you do more out of it? And that's basically my nighttime job. Um, sort of that's why I wrote my, my book. Um, that's why I'm starting making online courses, uh, sort of to bring that energy to the people, uh, to help them grow ideas and projects, uh, companies and so forth. It is impressive how much you have already accomplished and you're continuing to accomplish. So obviously not just a master of self-development, but also a master of time management, it sounds like, and productivity. So I'm very interested to hear more about how you develop those skills. And of course, we got to get into the growth catalyst thing. Should we do yeah. that now? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I was thinking, what, what do I do? Um, because people normally talk about trainers, coaches, but as I am an entrepreneur myself, I can't really say I'm a coach doing that full time um, because I have other things that I'm doing uh, in the majority of my time. So I was thinking, what is it that helps people to grow without getting used up at the same time? Um, and that's a catalyst. I don't know whether you remember back in school, I had it, you know, 
ash, and then if you put that on sugar that it burns, um, that's a catalyst. Sugar by itself doesn't burn. Uh, the ash doesn't get used up, but together it's lighting a fire. And that was my whole idea. And then I want to light the fire and help people grow. Um, that they have, people have ideas, people have projects, they have companies, and sometimes they're like, what do I do about it? Or they have an idea that they want to develop. Um, and that's what I want to help them. And that's why I said, I think Growth Catalyst is exactly the right title that some of the learnings that I had, that I passed it on, that some of the things that I've done over the time and I always done intuitively and I found out how I did it and sort of to get the energy going and flowing um, so that I pass it on to the people. Yeah, and that's why I call myself a growth catalyst and that's why I try to bring that energy and that knowledge uh, to other people as well. I love that. I do think that's a, the perfect word for it. I forgot about catalyst and the meaning of catalyst but that's great. It's like you provide that extra ingredient that's needed to get where they want to go. I love that. Do you feel like you were always a catalyst or do you feel like at some point there was something in your life that was pivotal to take you in that direction? Yeah, I think there was always stuff that I did intuitively. Um, so many of the things that today people are talking about you need to you need to visualize you need to have your goals set up um, you need to know where you're going um, what's your 10-year sort of goal um, I had all of that when I was really really young um, and maybe I can go back like 30 years um, so when I was about 15 16 I was thinking what should I do you know I have three ways that I could do I could become a dancer um, I could uh, become a scientist or become again a, an entrepreneur, a business person. Um, so pretty diverse setting. So I tried out a few things and then I said, no, I'm definitely going uh, uh, for the entrepreneurship. Um, and I knew that at 16. And so I looked around also, what can I do to study this? And it was a specific school. And at 16, I already looked that out. I had already started a little company uh, on my own to earn some money. And uh, I was very determined and everybody who's wanted to hear it or not, I told them, you know what, at 28, I'll be uh, the CEO and at 30, I'll be a millionaire. And both I managed to get done two years early. Um, when I was 26, I was appointed CEO by a bank subsidiary and at 30, I was a millionaire. However, that was back end of the 90s with the new economy, the dot-com uh, development and that was a so-called mop millionaire on paper <laughs> so he had all the shares i invested everything and then with the explosion of the new economy and uh, the twin towers all of that was gone um, so that brought me down to zero i rebuilt everything again um, and was just concentrated on myself sort of to get it done and then people were asking well, how did you do that i said well actually good question but i never thought more about it and then something similar happened, uh, when was that, 2009, 2010, in the aftermath of the financial crisis. I had built another company that was really brilliant. Uh, we made millions of dollars and it got completely smashed in the aftermath of the financial crisis. I was back to zero. I had a big personal crisis, uh, put on weight, uh, didn't do any sports anymore, no sleep, too much sugar, problems in my marriage and everything, you can name it. Uh, wasn't dead, had to sell my house to pay sort of for my ongoing, uh, ongoing expenses. And I was like, I got to do something about it. I mean, in the past I had energy, where is all of that gone? And that's exactly when it started thinking more sort of structurally about, well, I've built stuff. So where did, where did the energy come from? What, what did I do back then? 
So I started getting more into sort of this whole personal development and found out that quite a lot of the things that I had done intuitively or, or other way, one of the things that are being teached, I did that intuitively already when I was starting 12 years old. And basically then what I did um, starting 2016, I went to BDS as one of these sort of kick in your bottom kind of exercise. I got to go there, get me motivated. And I said, well, I want to write this book. And it was then at this party, you said, come as you will be in five years. I had just to cover and then afterwards, I found, well, I already have the book. I only need to write it. <laughs> I love that. And that was a little bit like a personal therapy that I wrote through it. And I, I put a lot of thoughts that I had. Obviously, when you write a book, you need to structure this stuff. Um, and that's what I went into. So I structured everything, um, thought about it. What did I do? How did I do? And put everything together. And the result was the book. And out of that, I was like, what am I doing here? And that's where the whole idea of Growth Catalyst came from. Um, and that I started, I want to do that now more structurally because before people asked me, well, can you teach me this? Can you answer that questions? And they were already happy and they were just like you, that oh, what the energy you had and stuff that's ring across. Um, so I thought, yeah, that's, I think uh, I should do further. And uh, as I don't have time to do that full time with people, I chose that growth catalyst and that I do online courses. Uh, I also want to do sort of weekend seminars where I transfer that energy to other people. Yeah, so that's uh, a bit my story and where I'm standing today and why Growth Catalyst and everything behind it. Very impressive. You know, so many people would love to be able to just say what they really want and to just say, yes, this is what I'm going to do. And there's a great power in doing that. It's, it's part of that visualization. And you're actually mm -hmm. putting it out there into the universe and you're putting it out there and you're being accountable. You did that from an early age, which is really impressive. And you didn't just say it you followed through and also you stumbled along the way like we all do and you just got up and you kept going and very impressive how you built one business after another thank you so what are some lessons that you feel like you learned when you did stumble when you did have a challenge what is the thought process how do you take that and turn it into a lesson enable it to take you maybe further yeah i think they're obviously Multitude of points we could now discuss for a week <laughs> what's going on, but we just have a couple of minutes. And so maybe two or three points. Um, one is really perseverance, um, that, that you stick to the all that you say, I really want to reach this, I really want to go for it um, and go through hard stuff uh, and hard times and don't be deteriorated by it. And um, some of the things that I did was very interesting when I learned more and then got to know other interesting people. Uh, for example, I read a lot of and talked to souls, a lot of the different uh, like people like Navy SEALs, you know, really sort of the epitome of people motivated, crushing through stuff. And then I, I learned sort of so one of their motivation techniques is to cut down and get smaller and smaller and smaller in your goals, the harder it gets. Sort of first you say, oh, I'm let's say one, one around 20 kilometers. But if you have lots of gear and all lots of stuff and afterwards you say, well, I just want to make the next kilometer. And you've been doing that for like two days running through the fields with everything. It might not even be the next kilometer. It might be, well, I will make it to the next bush, which is 50 meters away. And then it go down to, I can do one more step. And um, I think that's important when you face challenges in your life, they just keep going. And if it becomes too big and too overwhelming, just cut it down into smaller pieces. Um, and this is a good for motivation, but also good in goal setting. Uh, I have a whole system uh, that I developed and that will be probably my next book 
uh, sort of the goal action pyramid um, that from goals to get to individual steps of next action, you need to make sure that it's in digestible steps because sometimes people are overwhelmed by something. Oh, this big goal. What can I do about it? Oh, and then they don't do anything because it's just too far away. Um, if you have that vision ingrained in yourself that, you know, one day I will be there. Um, and then you say, okay, now I need to make the steps that I can do. And um, that's the emphasis that you can do. If the big steps you cannot do yet, do the small steps. If that's too small, just crawl. If that's too small, just go a little bit further. And it's, it's not giving up. Um, that's the most important point. Great. The people that pursue self-development stuff and they consume the courses and they read the material, they're working so hard to get to this mindset that you already had at such a young age, which is really great. So when you went through this process of chunking down your goals, did that just seem natural? Well, when people look at the outset of stuff that you've been achieved, uh, they always look, oh, this looked so easy. It was so easy, but it hardly ever was. If, mm -hmm. if you, I think if you talk to anybody who's big and well-known and who's done great stuff, if you ask them, well, was it hard in between? Did you have challenges? Did you feel overwhelmed? Everybody will say yes. And who doesn't? He's lying. Just as simple as that. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so yes, there are times when you feel overwhelmed. And that's exactly when you got to cut back and say, okay, what can I do now? Um, I mean, when after the financial crisis, everything was tough. Everything was hard. In the morning to get up was hard. And so then I had to really just cut it down sort of to pure survival and then take the next steps and then go through and further and further. And then after a while, then you get used to and you say, oh, I survived this. Let's go to the next part. And I think that's a hard or an important thing that the lessons that you, you need to push yourself, you need to push yourself to your limits and beyond your limits. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something I learned, I think, when I was doing sports at, uh, at a young age. Um, that was very helpful that you really go to the limits, go further than that. And I think today what many people are, you mentioned also the personal development, personal growth community, they read stuff and, and they, they consume things, but you really need to do it. Um, just do it. I mean, that uh, for, from Nike, that's very pointed. Just do it and then do it again. And action is the key to everything. And uh, so just thinking about something or thinking is very easy. It's not. There's always something hard and somebody who tells you it's dead easy. No, it's not. You've got to go through something hard and you will develop. Um, who was it? I think it was Harvecker who said... Um, don't look at sort of minimizing your problems. Look at growing yourself because then in relation, the same problems will be smaller. And mm -hmm. I think that was also my goal always that I always looked at something. You got to look at it, how to improve. If there's something bad, don't take it personally in whatever sense it is mm -hmm. and just take the learnings out of it. And I think that was also what gave me strength. But I said, if I'm going through this afterwards, what are the learnings? I'm not being bitter about it and saying, Oh, this was hard. Or, Why didn't it work out? Well, you can't change it. Just, take it, um, appreciate what you have and then go through it and then look back, what are the learnings and then apply them. You can do any error there is as long as you don't do them too often because then you're not learning and try to make as many different mistakes as possible because at some times you have covered all of them. Um, but the important part is always, what do you learn out of it? Um, out of personal uh, interactions, uh, out of business things, out of financial things, uh, physical, you name it. Um, and I think that was my, my mantra, really learn, continue to learn out of it. What did you take and then improve it next time? That's great. I love that. You know, years ago before I found 
Jack Canfield's material and went on to study Anthony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, Stephen Covey. Before I knew all that, you were one of those people that I would have looked at and said, they must have more than 24 hours in their day. (laughs) They must be from another planet. How in the world are they getting so much done? What can you offer my listeners and my viewers on how to focus? Like, let's say, you know, beyond this one big goal they want to accomplish, there's like five goals they want to accomplish. How can people get and and stay focused so they actually make progress on something and then they're able to maybe shift gears to something else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, fo- focus is very, very important. What I was a big um, believer in is sort of not just ideological concentrate on one thing, but everything is more holistically connected together. Um, so you have the mind, the body, mood, how is that all intertwined? Uh, and once you understand that there's an interconnectedness between all of them, and not just one way, but everything is bidirectional, that's then the key um, that you can tap more energy all the time. Um, so you got to think about things properly. Uh, obviously, you got to treat your body well, that you do sort of exercise, you eat healthily, but there is also um, breathing exercise. And there was lots of stuff that I never was aware of. For example, that I did through my sport, like the deep breathing that you have, um, certain rhythmic uh, breathing that I developed myself. I did high intensity interval training before, before anybody knew about it, that it was even told what it is. I just did it intuitively. And sort of that helped. Um, when I looked at my goals, I had my very, very big term goal uh, that I wanted to do. Um, and then I broke it off to smaller things. And even though I did a lot of things, I always... Uh, didn't do it completely in parallel, not like complete multitasking, but always one after the other, um, but in very concentrated bursts. Uh, and then in between, I enjoyed myself. So for example, at school, I was um, sort of one of the top three people from over 100 people, uh, students in school and university, I was uh, in the top percentage. And in the end, everybody was looking at me and said, how did you do that? Because you didn't, you didn't learn all the time. I said, <laughs> yeah, because I made concentrated bursts and then I let go concentrated birth and let go so you concentrate you don't wobble around all the time with stuff for example before exams people say I got to learn all day I said no if what you haven't learned now it doesn't make sense yeah I said I make sure I go to bed early so I have a really good night's sleep so I can tap everything I have in my head better if I try to stuff it more it doesn't work and I said why don't you just learn while you're in the lesson then you don't need to relearn afterwards and so concentrate there and then afterwards forget about it and um, there's stuff, for example, back then um, that I only found out today. I'm writing, I'm taking notes like crazy. And people are like, what are you doing? I mean, I fill a notepad a week, just notes that I have through meetings. And people are like, what, what is this? And what I only found out later, for example, that it's scientifically proven. If you write something down um, and you take notes and you summarize it, um, that it stays much better in the memory than you type. So today I'm still writing. I'm always writing, 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 writing. I'm making the summary. I'm resummarizing it. And by doing that, it already is all entrenched in your brain. And I draw pictures, I put things together and cross notes. So I start with an empty sheet of paper. In the end, it's not neatly one after the other. It's like full and left and right and straight. And what I only learned afterwards, that's how your brain works. Your brain is not a list of things. Your brain is interconnected. It's from left to right. And if you try to make more of these things, these connectedness in your head, your brain learns easier. 
And so that's why I could pull it, pull things more. And then when I said, how do you get to do different things? First of all is doing things one after the other. And always the other point is being open for opportunities. Because that's what I realized that many people, they focus us on one certain thing and that gives them tunnel vision. And if they have this tunnel vision, they have opportunities. They always say, oh God, you see this and this, you come by so many opportunities. I said, you know what? We walked down the same road. I saw opportunities and you just saw one thing, just the pavement or whatever. Um, and that's the important thing. Open your eyes, open your mind. And um, even though today many people say focus on things like in education, I was always very broad. I tried to do as many things as possible. Or in my first job, people said, you know what? You're the dustbin of the company. Everybody dumps their projects on your desk. Um, you're stupid. And I said, no, I'm really smart. You know why? And they looked at me like, what do you mean you're smart? Are you sort of bragging around? I said, no, 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 I don't talk about that. I'm just saying I'm grabbing every single project there is. Okay, I was working maybe sometimes 20 hours a day, but I got to, in those two years, I learned more than other people in 20 years. Um, and you got to put in the effort. Uh, that's the point. Um, nothing comes easy and for free. In the end, stuff is easier because you've built your foundation. But building a foundation is always hard work. And if you invest that hard work, um, that will repay afterwards. And that's what I did early on. That's what brought me to where I am today. Wow, so much great advice there. I love that. It, it sounds like, correct me if I'm uh, miswording this, but it sounds like you were always open for all the opportunities and grateful and noticed opportunities that helped you to achieve your goals. So you were open to that, but also you were focused. So it was not so much multitasking. It was more focused. Your intention was there and getting something done, yet your, your mind was open to, to noticing any opportunities and, and appreciating those, which, which is really great because we all have opportunities all around us. And, oh, yeah. and it's, it's so much of our life is our perspective, our mindset. Do we notice these? Do we pay attention to these? Or, or do we, or we just notice problems and issues and obstacles? Yeah, it's, it's, I, have, I have an opportunity mind. Whatever I see, there's always an opportunity. So people say, oh, what's this? I said, oh, I could do business out of this. I could do business out of this. Oh, this would be a great idea. This could be a great idea. And people are like, huh? I said, just go open about it and think in the opportunity that's behind it. And I think that's the same for, for all great people that they always think in opportunities and they don't think in, in barriers. They always say, what's behind the barrier? Well, how could I expand that barrier? Um, that's a new lines of thinking in science that they think differently. It's in business that they think differently. Um, it's in the arts that people think differently. It's, it's everywhere. Just be open and try to expand your mind, expand your body, expand everything that you have. Awesome. And I love that you even broke it down to something as simple as breathing because I have to remind myself, deep breaths, because, you know, once we, we have so much on our plate, we have so much in front of us, it's easy to go into this mode where we take shallow breaths or we don't drink enough water. And those little things, the deep breaths, staying hydrated, they allow you to stay creative and to, to solve problems and to get things done. And it almost probably sounds silly to some people, like those elements are so simple but they're so critical to just being in the right mindset. Yeah. And that's again, sort of combining two things the simplicity and action. It's like, yeah, yeah, I know it. I said, so do you do it? What do you mean? Do I do it? Like, yeah, breathing is important. 
drinking is important. Yeah, so what do you do? Do you do that the first time in the morning, like drink some water? And people are like, huh? why? Yeah, but later I have my coffee. I say, no, no. I'm busy. I can't do it. <laughs> water the first time, even before, I drink water even before I get up. Because overnight you lose about, you lose about a liter of water. Um, and so the first thing you are in the morning, you're dehydrated. You start dehydrated. And when I wrote my book, I, some of the consequences of dehydration are that, for example, your IQ levels drop down by 10 points. You're like, oh, yeah, you're over exaggerating, but it's a bit harsh. I said, no, it's not a bit harsh. It's a fact. People are like, Ooh, what? Yeah. And I said, just deep breathing connects sort of your, your brain things between the nose and, and what you have in your brain and your, your nervous system. There's a very strong connection in there. And meditation is very much just concentrate of your breath, go there. And that's what many people um, just don't do anymore. As you point out, it's just shallow breathing just in the top. Or when they breathe deeply, they go, it's no, no, that's not deep breathing. It's <laughs> just <laughs> down. The air doesn't yeah. come into your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's when, when I do, I sometimes conduct uh, sort of short little seminars in my environment where I invite people to come over at evening, like from, for one or two hours. And one of the first things I do is that, okay, sit down. Then get up. Let's do some physical exercise to get your blood flow going and uh, do some breathing exercises. And so they're tired. They come here, you know, it's 6.30 in the evening. Yeah, yeah, I want to listen to some of the stuff that you're saying. So no, no, you're not consuming. We're getting into action here. So like, oops, what's going on? And in the end, they're all pumped up and said, I feel like I just got up in the morning, but it's already in the evening. I have 12 hours of work behind me. I said, yeah, that's how it goes if you do it right. Franz, you are a wealth of great information and great, you have all these great tools and processes. I know that some of my listeners and viewers are thinking, you know, I need that extra ingredient. I need that catalyst. So how can they get that? How can they get in touch with you and learn more about your products and services? Mm -hmm. So one is obviously I wrote my book, Power Start. Do I have it somewhere here? I think I have someone. On. Yeah, here I have one on my desk. Can I? Oh, there you go. Here you are. That's Power Start. Um, that's a book. Basically, I describe what I call the eight essentials of success, eight uh, important components to, to be more happy and or to be happier and more fulfilled and more energetic. And out of that, how to develop a perfect morning routine because with the morning, that's sort of the starting point to get your energy. If you start bad, it can only get worse. Um, so better start well. And that's one point. And you can also uh, have a look at um, uh, www mypowerstart.com it's the website on that um, the books available as paperback ebook and audiobook on amazon and um, i'm in the process of just developing a couple of online courses picking up specific aspects of that so one for example will be uh, from goal setting to goal getting not just setting your goals but really getting to them love it um, uh, that will probably also be announced uh, and visible on the on the website i just uh, mentioned and another program that I'm just shooting is called Desk Exercises. And is throughout the day, what many people have that say, oh, you know, I'm sitting and actually sitting is a new smoking. Um, when I got into the effects, I always thought sitting is bad. And I wanted to give people the chance to do something in the office because during my, my workshops, I have them be active, like physically active. And I said, oh, this is really great, but I feel a little bit silly doing jumping jacks my cubicle or in the big office and the, the open floor of other people are watching me. What can I do to stay awake and energized? So I developed a whole series of exercise that you can do at your desk without other people really noticing, but you still have the same physical benefit. 
And when I prepared that, I looked at sort of what are the detrimental effects of sitting. And I said, you know what, actually a chair needs to be coming with a health warning. It's the cause of so many diseases and so many sort of shortening of your lifespan. It's really horrible. So that's why I developed this course, Desk Exercises, um, like from desk exercises in one word. I love it. Yeah, it's and, great. Uh, that will come out soon, hopefully in the next six to eight weeks. Great. Well, I'm going to put the links that you just mentioned into the show notes mm -hmm. and please let me know so I can let my listeners and viewers know uh, when you have the second book on gold getting. I love that. And I, I definitely would love to have you back at some point so you can just update mm -hmm. us on what new yeah, projects great. you're involved in because love to. you're definitely an inspiration on how much you get accomplished and your processes. I love it. That allow you to just get more and more and more done. Yeah. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you. So Franz, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me here. Thanks a lot. And also bye-bye and lots of energy for all your listeners and uh, viewers. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye, Franz. Taking action is critical to get what you want out of life. And I want to help you to do that. So I have a free gift for you. Go to thelifeideserve.com slash action to download a simple yet beautiful guide on why it's important to take action and how to do it. Again, thelifeideserve.com slash action. Thanks for listening. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to live a passionate, fulfilling life. Subscribe so we can take this journey together. A journey of sharing, learning, and growing. A journey to the life you deserve.